You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Drink it in Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back here on the show. I am your host, Derek Oakry, here on the Wednesday pod, and, and, and I got another guy with me on the show. We're going to talk some Lions. I mean, I'm real frustrated with uh, an 0-4 start. We'll get into that here in a moment, but I got the man, the myth, the legend on the show. You guys know who he is. What's he's good, back, bro. He's you back, know, ladies and gentlemen. Week. <laughs> the King of Bros is back. Stefan, what's going on, buddy? Hey, man, I'm just here just to try and uh, you know keep the hope alive, have a little fun with it. Uh, we'll break down a few lines, things. It's been a minute, so well, uh, happy to be back on the show. All right, well, first of all, it has been a minute because you miss every show. You got a massage or you're out playing that sport with the tiny ball and the huge net, having orange slices at halftime, wearing umbros. I mean, you got a a parent-teacher meeting. You're at some work Zoom call at the bar. I don't know what you're doing half the time you don't come on the show, but you're actually here. You're about 10 minutes late, but that's not not here nor there. And and you say it's going to be fun. Bro, I don't know if this is going to be fun. My team is 0-4. I got issues all over the map. I mean, you might have to serve up Kool-Aid because I am frustrated here on the podcast. The people know I love the Lions. They know I serve up the Kool-Aid. I'm optimistic. I'm always giving people time and chances. But I got a lot of issues now that I've got to get off my chest. So this should be a fun show. I'm going to kind of get after it. And you might need to serve me up some of that Honolulu delicious blue Kool-Aid get me back going bro listen bro i get it man it's frustrating the growing pains man but listen we still got some pieces in place we'll break it all down we'll we'll vent to a little bit we'll uh we'll talk optimism too that's what i'm here for bro keep it light keep it happy i got you <laughs> all right bro well sounds good Let, let's let's pull your famous music down here and let's get into this because we're going to go through this Bears game and talk about what's ahead for the Lions, but 
my here's my issue. Like I'm on Twitter. You guys can find me at Derek Oakery, and I'm kind of like, all right, here's the players that I think didn't play well. Here's the things that just uh, I don't understand why they were so sloppy, why they were so uh, mistake ridden, why why we're making the decisions we're making. And all I hear, bro, is people going, oh, we'll be good in like three years. Don't worry about it. Or, hey, what'd you expect? I expected better than this right now is what I expected. Like Dan freaking Campbell's out there going for it on every fourth down. We've got <laughs> we've got these young players tiptoeing their way along. Have you heard Levi Onzerike? I, I named him Big Denim here on the show. I don't even think I heard his name on a, on a broadcast yet. I mean, he's out there every once in a while. What What's this guy doing? Like, I need it sped up, bro. I need production. I need, I don't know, W's. Like, can we get this going a little bit quicker? Because I'm running out of patience. I'm a little frustrated. And I need my team to play better football so I can be like, all right, I see the plan. Oh, I see this guy coming on. Oh, it's going to be okay. Right now we're 0-4. And I'm 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 trying to tell the people, I get the long-term plan, but I'm like most other Lions fans where I'm just, I want to see more, bro. Yeah, bro, like, man, okay, a lot to break down there. I definitely get it. Of course, frustration is going to be high across the board. I'm not going to lie, though. I like the passenger show and not just some, you know, slapstick lion stuff. But, you know, <laughs> I'm messing with you. It's growing pains. And, you know, I, I get fr- I'm frustrated, too. But like you said, there's a lot of aggression. I don't think that's going to stay around, bro, once the Lions are actually competitive. So I think they're just kind of throwing everything, at, you know, throwing as much – craziness of the players let them learn by fire it's almost like hey what's the difference we're, we're going through these uh you know trial by fire and we're just gonna go for it balls to the walls and obviously it's backfired but i think campbell's also shown a willingness to adapt just based on some of the interviews i've, I've seen lately so you know bro i get it's there's a lot going on there's a lot going on but um it's a little bit of a nuanced situation. That's my take, bro. First of all, Bruh. <laughs> like, yeah, are you accusing me of all people of doing lion slapstick? Is that what you said? Drink it in, man. Cornbread, cornbread. Would, would I do fan? such a thing? <laughs> would, 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 would I like go to the old gimmicks? Would I just go way over the top when I'm talking lions football? And come, come on, bro. Bruh, bruh. Is that Listen, bro. No, it's all love, bro. It's all love. <laughs> all right. So, so here's the thing. I mean, you, 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 you're trying to serve me up some Kool-Aid. I mean, normally it tastes delicious. We were at the Baltimore tailgate. I mean, we were handing out Kool-Aid packets. We're telling everybody to drink it in. People are coming over asking for some sips of that Honolulu blue Kool-Aid that we had at the tailgate. I mean, tremendous time. I'm, I'm always going to serve up the Kool-Aid. I'm always going to be Lions forever. But, bro, I'm looking at my injury report right now. I got my number one defensive end's been out multiple weeks. I got my number two defensive end just uh, ripped his Achilles off. I got my number one corner, my number three overall pick, out with an Achilles as well. I mean, it's it's almost every top player at positions that are quality positions are already done. We're in week four. I can't have, like, my top eight players out for the year at injury at the quarter pole. And I would like the guys that I don't know, like Jamie Collins, who's now gone or guys that can't play to maybe 
injure their knee or hurt their shoulder. I can't have it be our top guys because, bro, I'm here to tell you, we didn't have top talent going in this year. So if I can name off six, seven players, oh, our left tackle, by the way, hasn't played yet this year. We've got uh, our top center, the best center in the game, Frank Ragnow, might be out for multiple weeks. Like, how are we going to win football games when, when you basically name off our top players on our roster and they're all laid up injured? Yeah, like obviously that sucks, and that's the NFL. I mean, it's it's a it's injury plagued you know type of uh, environment. But obviously, you know the Ragnar going out sucks. That's huge, bro. But like, Bruh. I, I get left tackle um, going out is big, but man, oh man, Fenny Sewell steps in, and all of a sudden it's like he was he's back at Oregon, just throwing people around. So you know, Bruh. listen, I mean that kind of worked out, bro. You know, he just relax. <laughs> Just take a look at some hold, of the positives, hold on. but let, let me jump in because, you, bro, you, you're already off the rails here. I bring you on the show. You're over here pumping up Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell had like one or two good games. He also had a couple not so good games. He didn't have a good game against Chicago. Did you see the strip sack? We'll get into later. Did you see about eight other pressures he gave up? So, so people that are anointing this guy as a Hall of Fame left tackle, it's not the case. He played well first game and a half or whatever it was. He's still learning. So, yes, do I want Taylor Decker back? ASAP. I don't know why he's out with a pinky injury or whatever the issue is. I need him back playing left tackle. I need the big fellow over on the right. Figure it out. Like, I mean, I just, you're, oh, it's an injury leak. Oh, oh, creates, everybody gets hurt. Not your top eight guys. <laughs> I mean, can I, can I get Bobby Price hurt who never uh, would have played if he's on any other team? Can I get Jerry Jacobs, an undrafted <laughs> guy, maybe have a little ding that he can come back in four weeks because I, nobody's ever heard of the guy ever before. I can't have all pros at different positions or the guy that we just paid $18 million out for the whole year. Not gonna be good. Wait, hold on. You're gonna you're gonna hate this real quick, but I gotta say it because especially after oh, God. You, we, you tweeted this out. Okay, we don't have the depth to do anything this year, next year. I mean, we're, we're you know we're obviously in a complete rebuild and whatever. We got a couple core pieces. Bruh. So when you see Penny Sewell has the potential to be our new starting left tackle, you don't think we can get a few pieces for Decker? Stefan, right, right now, th- this is the overreaction. Like people have accused me in the past of, oh, you're too quick to love this guy. Oh, you give this guy credit on potential. Like, Penny Sewell's looked pretty good. I liked him as a player. I was jumping for joy when they took him at number seven. But we haven't even seen Decker on the left, Penny on the right, Frank in the middle, you know, and, and some more weapons on the outside. We haven't even seen that yet. So I'm not ready to make a decision until I at least see it for a bit. And you, w- would I trade Taylor Decker for the right price? Sure. Am I willing to trade him right now, kind of sight unseen, and just throw the, the 20-year-old over there and say, oh, he'll he'll be good. We'll, 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 we'll figure it out. Yeah, he, he'll be a good left tackle, and I'm willing to move him over there whenever, but... Not in game six. Uh, you know, it's just, it's way too early to be making all these change-ups. Oh, I saw him a couple games. Look good. Just get rid of the other guy who we just paid, who's a quality football player. No. Yeah, man. Well, listen, I get it. Obviously, as we break down the Bears game more, bro, like, you're going to see we got a lot of pieces to fill. It's frustrating, but, man, like, they're, you know, good with the bad. I get it, but I'm, I'm frustrated too, bro. It sucks. <laughs> 
Bro, your job was to serve up Kool-Aid. Your job was to save me here. Your job was to get me and the fans going because I'm here venting, going crazy. Because, yes, it is week four. We got a lot of football left to play. But I wanted to win one, two of these first few games. Was I going to win them all? No. Was I going <laughs> to even win three of the four? Probably not. But I'm drinking up that Kool-Aid. I wanted to see a football team that wasn't like playing a half like the old Lions that we always saw. Hey, we don't show up for the first half. Hey, we'll come back after we're down 21. Like I've seen some of that. I've also seen some of the same dumb decisions that I've seen over the years. I've seen referee issues again. And I'm telling you, you can just, oh, injuries happen to everybody. Injuries every year to the Detroit Lions happen to our top quality football players early in the year, and they're never like, oh, he's got a, you know, a hangnail, be out a week or so. It's always like, oh, he blew out his ACL, he's out for the year, maybe he'll come back next year. Oh, he's got a shoulder issue that lingers the whole year and keeps him out much longer than nobody even knows what's going on with Deshaun Hand. I mean, that guy's out with who knows what, and it's like no, no idea if he'll ever play again. I mean, this doesn't happen to other NFL teams, like. Kicks don't go off the crossbar and go the other way from 66 yards and go in. Yet I've seen that this year. I've also seen our head coach just going for it randomly when the it obviously you could put up points. Like we need points to win. I don't know if you know this, Stefan. I'm trying to educate you. You need points to win games. So just giving away points because you just want to go for it on fourth and six from the 18 Listen. doesn't make sense. Right. Bro, I get it. Facts are facts. I mean, you're gonna be there's points to be mad about. But there is also the little wins that we got to hold on to, bro. Like, what again, are the little the wins? Players are playing tough. The players haven't quit yet. We got to put a complete game together. That comes with depth. That comes with DC getting some reps in his belt. He's gonna make some mistakes, but shoot, so did Caldwell, bro. It's 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 gonna come together. <laughs> All right, give me some more of these little wins that, that are gonna get me excited. Like you already got Penny Sewell in the Hall of Fame because you saw him for like one game. The other games you were sleeping and out playing water polo, whatever just, you do. Like what else? What else can I hang my hat on that Steph and the Almighty King of Bros has seen? I, I'd like to know. Uh, listen, bro. You, there's you can take everything as the worst thing possible. You can you can look for a little bit of you know, hope, <laughs> you know, a little bit of optimism. Drink it in, line uh, but check it out. We we played San Fran. We played it. We we we, should, we never we didn't give up. You know, we try to fight back. Again, it sucks that we got down that much, but you know, old lines would have just like against the Jets walked off the field and Bears. These guys, you know, they showed a little little energy, a little spirit against the Rams or uh, the um, the Ravens. Shoot, I mean that's like everyone's you know dark. Uh, like potential uh, Super Bowl, you know, uh, contender. Lamar Jackson's a freak. We played them tough. Again, a few, um, you know, growth <laughs> type things along the way, both coaching and players. That game's different. Um, obviously, against the Bears, you know, we had that reckless mentality. You know, hey, in hindsight, a few of those things that worked out, we're having a different conversation, but the fourth quarter is an unexcusable. The first quarter, I I get kinda, I get the mentality of, hey, we're on the road, we're we're like we got nothing to lose this year, let's go for it in, in the red zone, and in, in the other two possessions, I mean, are just again, stupid mistakes. Any professional can clean those up, man, but it just all has to come together real quick. I understand that. Let me ask you something. Bruh. 
do I got you a little flustered here on the pod? I mean, normally I come on, I just uh, serving up Kool Aid. I'm playing to your gimmicks. I'm I'm kind of throwing you the softball questions. I feel like I got you a little off your game, bro. Bruh. Either that or you're carrying in groceries. I don't know what's going on over there. You you're breathing hard. You're you're second guessing uh, yourself. I mean, you're you're off your you're off your game today. Are you okay over there? Man, listen, I'm I'm trying to stay happy, trying to keep it light. <laughs> Hey man, it's it's a, it's a tough time to be Lions fan. It is what it is. All right, Stefan, let, let me help you out. Like we, I, I came at you. I flipped the script. I I told the people that I might kind of rant and rave and go crazy, and I mean basically all that stuff I said. But let me help you out because like I I was, I I got to show you the way on how to serve up Kool Aid to the people, how to get everybody excited, how to hype it up, how to look past some of the shortcomings, and how to see the the uh, excitement that we still have in this football team. So here it is, man. Like these first four games, I mean very tough opponents. There's no question about it. Like the injuries are just stacking up. As I said, now on the, on the flip side of that, like there's been some nice, you know, young undrafted corners that have played decently. Well, I still think our safeties are abomination. They can't cover every big play. You got number 25 trailing behind, like he's a, you know, one of those cars at the parade that has to stay 15 yards behind everything else. That's Will Harris basically right now. But DeAndre Swift's been good. Hawkinson at time has been good. Jared Goff, uh, I'll have some takes on him later, kind of where he's at with everything. But, you know, if you get that Ravens game, I think we're having a different discussion. I'd like to see some of these young cats come on a little bit quicker. But they need to get a win before it gets too late. And, like, the schedule, what, it's got Minnesota, then Cincy, you know, and then you're going into some some tough ball games after that as well. So I, I'm looking for that W first and foremost. But... I mean, there's still young players that are coming along, but I I need to see, like, guys that I could just say, yeah, not only is he coming along, that guy can be that foundation piece, whether it be the two big dogs on the defensive line. St. Brown has had a couple moments, but I haven't seen what I would hoped from him as far as just being a real dynamic receiver. So my frustration comes of just wanting to see more and, and be a little bit more excited than I am right now, as well as where is that win going to come from? You tell me, like, can they get one in the next three to four weeks? Because if if you're looking at six, seven, eight losses and no wins, I mean, that that's a tough pill. And, like, with all the injuries and with some of the opponents we still have on the docket, like, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough. I get it. And you have every right to be frustrated, to be annoyed, you know, just to throw your hands up and, and invent a little bit, you know, but, like, Again, we just got to take some of the bright signs and just really build off them, bro. Like, that's all we got right now. And we're starting from the ground up. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. There's no doubt. So I, I guess, like, I was just say to fans, like, you know, I think it's okay to be frustrated because we've been told so many times, oh, we're starting all over. It's a new regime. Just hang on a little bit. Like, we're all going to hang on because we love the Detroit Lions, but we really do. I mean, I really want to end or be mid-year being like, man, Derek Barnes has really come on. He looks incredible. Like, St. Brown is really putting up those consistent weeks, week after week, where it's just like he's making catches, making run after catch, you know, things that we're hoping for. You know, Aline McNeil, he's been out there a lot, but I haven't seen the penetration that they talked about. I see kind of just a guy that's stood up at the line a lot of times, makes a few tackles here or there, and... 
you know, uh, again, I ranted on him a little bit. Big Denim, where are you at? You know, I, I need plays from you. Yeah, Penny Sewell, he should be good. We took him number seven overall, and he's a big nasty beast. So, you know, you got to like that pick. So, and, and Jamar Jefferson, the rookie, hasn't even come on at all. So, I I mean, he hasn't even suited up, I don't think. So, you need to get some of these other guys out there. Yeah, you're playing some young talent, but... To me, it's the rookies are what matter, and it's like, how are you going to supplement this roster? Like, where are you going to add pieces, both in free agency and next year's draft, to go from like bottom third, like we're going to be at this year, to like mid or or even above that? You know, I think it's going to take not only some work, but I mean, I, I just can't give a total free pass like some of the people on Twitter are doing. Oh, like catch you! And one guy told me like, hey, twenty twenty five, we'll be ready to roll. I'm like, what? <laughs> Like it's NFL, man. You can flip it in a year or half a year, whatever it is. I'm not trying to like hold tight and lay low until 2025 and then be excited about my football team. It's got to, we got to speed it up a little bit more than that, bro. Yeah. Listen, what I'll say to that simply is you, know, you can be very critical and have high demands and still be optimistic, you know, all the same time. But like, yeah, yeah bro, like it's, it is a roster that needs a lot of work. And man, you tell me though. I don't know what what the injury thing is. That's that's a weird one. But it, you know, like we just gotta look at the. Hopefully, some of these young players step up, and we got a little bit more you know optimism to to kind of focus on going forward. And, and like, I want to see the young players, but I just feel like because of those injuries, like now you really don't know what you have in Okuda going in next year. You just paid Romeo a big salary. Now you're gonna get nothing from him. He was playing really well. A lot of hustle. A lot of hard work. You know. I'll just I'll do my Jared Goff take right now. Like I feel like he's been meh. He's been like decent. He's been average or even a below average in some opinions. Yes, he he's when it's open and he's protected, he puts it on him. But I I just haven't seen like I was sitting there watching Chicago and I was kind of like, how are we gonna score? You know, I was thinking like I I don't see balls going up over the top. I don't see dynamic play calls. I just kind of see. You know, yes, he can get back there and throw an eight-yard dig. He can throw a five-yard cross. He can throw a stick route to TJ Hawkinson. But it's like, you know, I need more than that for my quarterback. And, like, part of me liked when he's in the media, just everything's positive And, yeah, this guy's great, and I really like He's real professional. It's just wearing on me a little bit because I feel like I, I don't see the production that backs some of that up. Like, you can say that it's Quintez, Siva, St. Brown, whoever – are, are great, you know, in practice, but they're like NFL, like four or five receivers, you know, and they're one twos on this team. Like that just doesn't cut it. You know, Jared Goff can't say everything's great every time in his interviews when we're and four and he's struggling, you know, out there with turnovers or, or makes a couple bad throws. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He said in his one, I'm pissed. Like maybe this will fix it. I'm like, well, Okay, but I mean, I I just need a little bit more than the whole hum, you know. Oh, everything's great. We're trying our best. We got to get it fixed. Like, go out there and make plays. Yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Like you know, hey, Cephas has shown you know some some uh, some little bit of shine out there. Um, yeah. Obviously, we still want to see more from St. Brown. Um, and yeah, yeah, golf. I think the only the only upside of that is. He was never – I don't think anyone ever planned him being the long-term solution. So, you know, like take that with, you know, how you will, how you will but he's kind of a, a stopgap type guy anyway for the time being. So, you know, we're going to have a new quarterback, you know, to build this real roster off of in the next couple of years anyway. So um, at least a little bit of a peace of mind there, you know. But that's part of the rant. Bruh. It's like – 
even if he's not the long-term solution, like we're right here right now in week five of the NFL season. We have no wins. Like we've been hit or miss all year, mostly miss in my opinion. Like me and you were at that San Francisco game. Like you were looking at me like, let's roll, bro. And I was like, oh, let's hang in. And then it was 40 to 13. And I'm like, let's go. I don't need to see this. And then, okay, you made a comeback on the scoreboard. Like we were at that game. We know it wasn't very close, you know, for three and a half plus quarters of more than that. And they didn't even score till two minutes left in the game. And then they, they went crazy. So some of this to me is like, I chalk that up as a bad game. I chalk one half against green Bay as like real solid. I was hype at halftime against that green Bay. And then they collapsed a real good game kind of across the board against the, the Ravens. And then you went to Chicago and you just laid an egg in all facets. You were sloppy. You turned it over. Okay. Wow. You got to the red zone a bunch. Congratulations. Did you do anything? No. So, I mean, that's where we're at the season. So, like, even if Jared Goff's not my quarterback for the next decade, I still want him to play great right now. I still want him to have fire. I still want him to make other people better. I don't want him to miss wide open fourth down throws. I mean, same with some of the other players. Like, yeah, Swift and Swag have been decent. And, you know, Hawkinson's good when he's when he's open, but has he even shown that he's, like, making plays up the seam or catching, you know, big-time red zone plays or deep you know, it's like he's been good, but not elite, in my opinion, in a lot of areas. So I don't know, man. There's so much to talk about. And like I said, I can come on here and sugarcoat it and be like, oh, we'll be good in like middle of next year. Watch. But it's like we're right here, right now. We're going in week five against a decent Viking squad. And, like, they got to get up off the map and find a way to get a win. If they don't, okay, you got Cincy coming to your house. Like, can you beat them? You know, we will see. I, I kind of don't know what we have right now in the squad. Well, hey, uh, yeah, since he's been looking pretty de- uh, pretty decent, and I guess that's like a, a hopeful sign for us, man. Shoot, the Bengals can do it, bro. We can do it too. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let, let's leave it here. Let's take our break, get our great sponsors in here, bro. And when we come back, like, we'll work our way through this game a little bit. Obviously, I've been a little off the rails. You kind of talked to me back in a few things. You kind of drop the ball, which you've been known to do here on the show. I gave people a little Kool-Aid. I also oh, not man. kind of the Kool-Aid mood. It's like I'm fired up. I want a W. I want to see good football from quarter one to quarter four, not from quarter one to quarter two and a half, and then a bunch of garbage. You know what I mean? Like they just needed to get together. Number 16 needs to play better. The defense needs to learn how to cover people. I'm looking at you, Will Harris. I'm looking at you, Tracy Walker. I'm looking at all of our defenders up front that were supposed to be so good and, and barely get to the quarterback again. So lots of need to improve on, but we'll work our way through this Bears game. I'll try to calm down a little bit at the break, and uh, we'll get after this, bro. So everybody, we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody. 
This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league. But it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers are back from the break. I've calmed myself down. I ranted and raved. I kind of flipped the script on Stephanie, expecting me to come in with softballs and Kool-Aid and everything's great and roses, and instead I went crazy on him. He didn't know what to do. But he's the king of all bros. He actually showed up for the show, so that's one positive in his category. And uh, we're talking Lions football here. So appreciate you guys listening to the sponsors. Please subscribe. It really helps out the show. And uh, Stefan, man, we got to talk about this Bears game. So before we get into some of the th- plays that happened, what was kind of your big takeaway from this one? And like uh, the biggest takeaway is I do understand like the aggressive nature, um, and you know I, I like that to a certain degree. And you know I think that's kind of matching. Uh, you know DC's kind of you know big talk. He's gonna he's gonna be aggressive he's gonna you know bite kneecaps he's gonna do all this crazy stuff and the players are playing hard for him but man there's a lot of silly mistakes I think both coaching and on the field so man you got to get in the red zone at least get some points and uh it, you know things start to unravel pretty quick when that well, those sort of things keep happening so damn Stefan bro have you seen this yet from Dan Campbell we're gonna bite a kneecap off we're gonna smile at you we're gonna take your other kneecap we're gonna smile at you and when we do we're gonna take another hunk out of you we're the gonna be the last one standing all right that's gonna be the mentality have you seen that yet from the head coach I, you know I think I've seen it once or twice but you can't be last man standing if you don't keep going for it in the fourth down right <laughs> Exactly. Or going for it too much on fourth down. Take take the I points know, and give yourself bad. a chance. I mean, I want to be the last one standing, but right now we're we're five weeks in and we're we're not standing yet. We're we're either laying down or still crawling, and it's got me all yeah, riled up here early on the show. Here's my Learn thing with crawl, this game. Bro. I'm looking at the score. I'm like twenty four to fourteen. Like eh, you know, ten point road game. Not the end of the world. Now most games a ten point is like a blowout in the NFL to be honest, but. Like, the end of score didn't feel like this game to me. It felt like they punched us in the mouth on the first drive. We came back down, had a nice drive, and then clunked it up, and then continued to clunk it up the rest of the game in different situations, penalties, whatever it may be. So I I just feel like it was a it was a game full of errors, sloppy play. I even put, which I rarely do, I put a couple just frustrated tweets out during the game, and then I said at the end, you didn't deserve to win this game. You really didn't. Like, again, it kind of got close at the end. I'm thinking, hey, make a few plays. Dan Campbell was quoted as saying, hey, a couple plays, we win that game. I didn't feel that way. I felt like here's another late comeback where maybe make it look good or maybe have a chance, and then that fell short based on his decision-making as well as 
You know, a bad throw by Jared Goff, uh, an absolute abomination of a penalty to end the game, which I saw blatantly on my TV for two straight plays that was still not corrected, and that just ended the football game. So, you know, again, let's get into this game. You know, the most disconcerting part for me was that first drive by Chicago. They just came right down the field, you know. Darnell Mooney made some ridiculous grab. I think that was on the first drive where he's like completely horizontal, yet it sticks to his hand. And any other time that ball would bounce off. I want to say it was a third down or so, too. It was some big play by Justin Fields. He misses that. You know, who knows what kind of day Justin Fields has, which he didn't even play that well. Everyone acted like he played incredible. But the, the fact was the Bears went right down, you know, ran the football on us. We're getting pushed around. They just waltz into the end zone for a touchdown. I mean, I've seen that too many times, you know, where it's just, it's a morale breaker where you come in and you're just like, oh yeah, let's get this game. You know, they're not that good. And then they come down and just out physical you in, in the first thing and score e- with ease. And it's just like, I think it's, it gets the fan base down as well as the players themselves. Oh yeah. But the only, you know, again, the only, a uh, little bit of a silver lining is we, we did come out and respond right away until we got to the five yard line, of course, but, uh, you know, we didn't just simply just, uh, you know, give up and and let the game get away from us outright. A lot of times in the past we would have, you know, so um, a comedy of errors in that first half shoot and Justin Fields had his best half of football came back down to life, showed him, showed us like what he really is in the second half. But, you know, it's, it's frustrating. We got to get a whole four quarters to put together here, man. And, uh, you know, there's a, a few a few uh, bright spots here and there, but, you know, definitely not enough. Here's the thing with Justin Fields, man. Like, I thought he was going to light us up because that's kind of what most quarterbacks have done the past two-plus years uh, under the last regime and even now. This was this dude's second start. He had, like, plus one passing yard the previous game. So you, you're acting like, oh, he played well. That's the guy he is. Dude was 11 for 17, 209 and a pick. I mean, I don't see any big touchdown passes there. I don't see any gigantic rushing plays that I recall, maybe a, a scamper here or there for a couple of yards, but those are not good NFL stats. The only thing that he did do was we let him stand back there like a statue like we have, and he, he made like three throws that I remember where it was like he threw it down the field, there was a decent throw, and his guys made plays. Other than that, I mean, the Bears beat us, and their quarterback didn't even – dominate you know he didn't play that well he just made a couple throws here or there so I mean you said they came back and answered my opinion with that is again okay you put together we're putting together these like 10 play drives I want to say later in this game like hey the Lions have had like six drives that all went for eight to ten plays a piece or something ridiculous like that and it's like and we had no points to show for it like Stefan what other NFL games do you watch where the quarterback like goes to call a protection, his all pro center hikes it off his chest and it gets picked off by the defense. You seen that before? You see that every week? <laughs> oh man, bro. Like not that I can recall. And that's some weird stuff. I don't know. Like there's some weird things going on with the lines and we got some, uh, we got some mountains to climb. So that's what I mean when we say like, Oh, well we came back, but <laughs> Like the butt is always like something that never happens to any other NFL teams or something that's inexcusable. Like that's an inexcusable turnover by Goff hey, and Rag now. He's a great kicker. He deserved that that extra butt, you know. Oh, get the <laughs> hell out of here. Like I'm not going back to that. That was ridiculous. But like 
you know, these aren't things. These aren't like, oh, the defense made a great play. It's like you were trying to come up and make a protection change. Your center didn't know what the, th- you know, thought you were saying hike. He hiked it off you, and now we lose the football when we should have had a touchdown there. It would be 7-7. Instead, we give it up. Bears come back down the second quarter, early second quarter. Oh, another rushing touchdown for David Montgomery. So now you're down two scores. It's 14-zip. Like, it was 14 zip at half. You, Stefan, you can't win ball games when your offense has zero at halftime. I don't know if you know this, but like the best you could do is tie. And when, when we can't because we're giving up points. So that's not a good sign having your NFL offense put up a goose at, at halftime again. I mean, listen, not a good sign, bro. I don't, uh, I don't take any way, anything away from that. But like, they put up a they put up a goose uh, against Baltimore too, wasn't it? Ten zero. Like we can't right. go for an absolute Easter egg every half. We got to put up points. We got to execute. So let me look at but some was, things. I but let go me ahead. just say that I think I would say you know we got these weird things going against us. But listen, all we got to do is pay Calvin his money. We're gonna get some you know some good juju on our side. We'll, oh we're gonna take the next steps. <laughs> Oh, you think you're you think you're being funny here with that? Like you, I I'm not gonna do. <laughs> you're not gonna rope me into some rant today about about that. I've done it one too many times. I'm absolutely sick of it. I just can't. I can't do it. I absolutely can't do it today. I really can't. But like, well, why 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 when we're talking about the Bears? Why why are you randomly bringing up the field goal from 66 yards that hit the crossbar and went the other way and beat the Lions? And then you're bringing up the wide receiver that we shall not speak of here on the show. Why why are you doing this? You know, we gotta keep keep it light. You know, we gotta add a little bit of uh, just randomness to, to to stop us from looking too much at that Bears game and how bad it was. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm looking for sound bites here that I can drop on you, but but nothing nothing's yeah. coming to me except the Jim Rome buzzer when you bring up, hey, let's talk about Cal. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. I don't like that name. I don't like that call. The other call I don't like is that we didn't get that delay a game, if you want to talk about Anyway, I'm past all that. I'm really yeah, past all that. Yeah, I, we don't got to go there. I sat down with Dr. Christopoulos a week or so ago on, on the show here. He talked me through. I, I may have ranted and raved on that show a little bit as well. So let, let me calm back down here, Stefan. You're trying to be funny, trying to rile me up. You're trying to throw out that bait and maybe say, I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to calmly work my way through this game. And that's to say... That it's a two-score game at halftime. So, I mean, it's 14 points. I mean, the Lions get the football after the third quarter. I mean, uh, you know, we come and score. It's a one-score game. I think I tweeted that out as well. But they didn't. <laughs> the Lions clunk it up right after the third quarter. They give the ball back to the Bears. And before I know it, midway early in the third quarter, they're waltzing in for another rushing touchdown from four yards from someone named Damian Williams, some cast off from the Chiefs or some you know veteran old running back that shouldn't be playing these days. I think he was wearing number eight or number six or something stupid that a running back shouldn't have. 21 to zero. Like all we have to do is get a score and it's a seven point game. Now it's 21 points. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. I'm calm though. Hey, but I'm, I'm calm. All, I'm okay. all that and all that being said, bro, shoot. We we just we do a chip shot field goal in the fourth quarter instead of doing whatever the hell he decided to do, go no huddle, 
in uh, <laughs> trust his gut, and that's a learning curve. And, and we're, we're we're back in that football game with all the crap we just went through. So, I mean, there's that. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the thing, man. I, I want to throw this at you, bro. I really do. Bruh. Like when when we when we're down 21 and then like seven minutes later, you, you get a four yard touchdown pass from Goff to Khalif Raymond. I mean, what are you thinking, bro? Are you excited? You're like, here we come. Bruh. Um, honestly. It, uh, no, I, I was just kind of watching passively, but. <laughs> okay, well, l- let know, me ask you this. <laughs> 21-7, and then we give up a field goal with, like, no time left in the third quarter. So it's 24-7 to heading into the fourth quarter. But sure enough, like, early in that fourth quarter, a beautiful 25-yard touchdown right up the seam. Jared Goff corked one loose. Khalif Raymond, the all-pro, the uh, Lions wide receiver one, running down the seam, makes a catch, finds the end zone. It's now 24-14. I mean, down 10, 11 minutes to go. Before you know it, the Bears start kind of clunking themselves up. We play a little bit of defense. We get the ball back. We start driving. Next thing you know, we're, I don't know, inside the 15, the 10, whatever it was. And as you just mentioned, it's like fourth and a handful or three to five, whatever it was. The Lions get all hurried up by the clock. You know, of course, the refs never pump the clock or never give us any type of credit. It was a first down anyway from Khalif Raymond, from what I recall. Oh, no, they called it just shy, so the Lions go for it. And Jared Goff just throws this out pass again like it's the first quarter. He's out there before in pregame and just, ah, oh, missed it. Like, guys wide open. He had three other guys wide open. So that's that's on Jared Goff, to be honest. But my, my thing is, like you brought up, why... I mean, there's like five to six minutes left at this point. Why are we not saying, all right, cool, we'll take this three. It'll be 24-17. We got some timeouts in our pocket, whatever it is. Like, let's go play defense. And then maybe maybe we get another turnover from the rookie. Maybe we get a stop, and then Jared Goff is real motivated. He's down to score. He's got the football in his hands. Instead, you're just like, oh, let's go for it. People online were like, oh, you got to go for it there because it's much easier to kick a field goal late. Well, it doesn't matter if you can't to kick a field goal late when you don't get the fourth down. The game's over at that point, basically. I mean, right. t- take the <laughs> like points, extend gotta, the game. You know, walk before you run, of course. Yeah, so that was a... That was an absolute, I mean, again, I always make fun of this phrase. People use it here on the pod. It's a, it's a head scratcher. It's a, um, you know, I, I guess I'm a little confused. But it's it's just one of those where it didn't make any sense to me to go for it there. It only looks good if you get it and then you get a touchdown. Anything else is just yeah, what bro, happened. That's, that's, rookie, uh, yeah, that's rookie head coaching right there, bro. But, you know, that's all I can say about that. Like, it, it wasn't our brightest moment. <laughs> And if there's like two minutes left or and you have no timeouts, okay, maybe you're more aggressive, but like five, six minutes on the clock, like, you know, you've, you've got off the field a few times, your offense is humming a little bit more. Like, I, I just feel like, you know, people are, oh, finally we have an aggressive coach and now you're upset. No, I don't mind him going forward in those calculated situations. Like, hey, fourth and two early in the game, we think we're, we're, we're road grading, like run behind Penny Sewell. Sure. 
You know, Jared Goff's cooking like he's got a little out route to Swift or St. Brown. He thinks he can move the sticks. Fine, go for it. But don't take points off the board when we're trying to give our team a chance. Just assuming that you can't stop anyone or assuming that, you know, if you don't get one there, you're not going to get back there. Why would you do that? You would, you would assume that you are going to get the football back and that you are going to drive again. Um, so take the points. Yeah, I mean, again, there's not much to uh, you know counter off for there. It's uh, it's it's kind of one of those things. It's it, there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious we, we chose the wrong way there, and um, you know we just hopefully it doesn't happen again. Those are the things I got to look for going forward. All right, these 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 mistakes that we've been making, bro. Like, are they are they stopping? Are they becoming few and far between? Or is the comedy of errors continuing? And that's kind of what this year is to me. You know, I. I think that, you know, Khalif Raymond had a nice ball game. You know, I'm looking at I'm looking at Quintez numbers right here. Four catches, 83, didn't find the end zone. Jamal Williams, 14 for 66, getting about six, you know, five, six a crack and was running strong up the middle once again. Jared Goff, like it doesn't look horrible. 299, two scores, you know, but the fumble on the on the snap pick, whatever you want to call that, debacle and the strip sack, you can say, oh, that was Penny Sewell's fault. Well, a lot of times guys come around the corner and you're able to just tuck and get in the fetal position and at least hold on to the football. You know, those are the kind of things that you need to actually win rather than a strip sack turnover over at that point where again we were deep in their territory so there's those mistakes and then there's this mistake Stefan I'm literally watching the game because even after they made the bad by going for it you know they they still had the timeouts as I mentioned as well as you know Chicago was struggling so what do they do the Chicago ends up kind of just making a first down or so but then ends up punting I'm literally sitting there on my tv going we got at least one guy, maybe two guys that are across the line of scrimmage just lined up for this punt. Sure enough, Chicago calls like a timeout for whatever reason. I'm like, whew, we got lucky there because that would have moved the chains. The same guy comes back and he's a yard over the football. Like, it's completely obvious. I'm like, that's going to be offsides. I mean, I don't know what he's thinking. You just put look at the football and sure enough, they hike it. There goes the yellow hanky, ball game over. Like, that's the kind of crap that I feel like Dan Campbell should start biting kneecaps about. He should be like, we cannot be that stupid to have our, our helmet across a yard across the football on a punt late in the football game. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm 100% on board with all that. Like, exactly. That's the time. I mean, do it behind closed doors. You know, do it the right way, right way but I hope he tore into the team. I really do. Um you know, because like, I think he demands respect, and I hope that is the case. Because um, again, the only the only thing I, I do keep seeing, despite some of the dumb decisions and some of the stupid play on the field, is they they do keep fighting for him. They do keep playing hard. Um, you know, we just gotta make a few smarter decisions again. Learn when to just take your uh, you know a sack loss in, in, instead of more. Stefan Dan Campbell said with his own lips, with his own words. I mean, that he was sick of it. You've had enough of that <laughs> Well, Dan Campbell, I've had enough of the sloppy play. You've had enough of that <laughs> Dan freaking Campbell, Motor City Dan Campbell. I've had enough of this ultra-aggressive go-for-it-every-time when you don't get it every time. You don't have the talent. I'm tired of that, too. You've had enough of that <laughs> And Dan Campbell, I mean, 
I, I need W's. I'm tired of putting up losses. I'm tired of that goose in the W column. I'm absolutely sick of it. I need a win sooner than later, my man. You've had enough of that shit. Exactly. So, Stefan, I'll sum it up like this, man. As you can tell by my frustration, I told the people I was going to rant and rave. I pretty much accomplished that task for the day. I talked a lot, probably because I shut you out like I often do here when you come on the show, bro. But, like, a sloppy game, too aggressive. Golf wasn't what we needed at the quarterback position. The penalties, the sloppy tackling, the lack of physicality. We didn't deserve to win. I didn't feel like at any point during that game, even late, where it was like, oh, yeah, we we should get this one. We're going to get this one. It felt like one that you didn't deserve to get a W at the end of the day. To me, this is a bad loss by the Lions. It's a game that they should have been much more competitive they should have, even though it's a road game, this team in Chicago was not playing well. It should have been much more of a toss-up. You can say, ah, oh, it's a 10-point game. You know, we could have had it. We did this. We did that. You didn't. You lost. It was a winnable football game. And now you got to find a way to get a W with more injuries. Your top rush guy is gone. Your center is going to be gone. We don't know when Taylor Decker's coming back. You better damn sure hope that Swift and Hawkinson can put up points and that defense can create more turnovers or it's going to be a long time till you get that W that I want. So that's where I'm at with this right now. Well, yeah, man, listen, I, uh, I agree with what you said, bro, but let me leave you with this. The Cardinals are the new Kings of that division. The Rams are going to get knocked down a few pegs. We're going to get some better draft picks. Once Stafford shows the true colors, doesn't make it out in the big games. <laughs> There's not a good college quarterback this year, probably maybe not even next year, but in three years, we got my boy JJ coming out of the University of Michigan. He's going to be a top 10 pick. The Lions are going to draft him, and we back, baby. We back. Oh, God. All right. Let me let me do this because, you know, I thought Stefan was going to come through with some Kool Aid. I thought he's going to get very hyped. Instead, he talked about the mayor of Munchkin land. That's Kyler Murray. Nobody cares about that dwarf. You know, that, that, he's still uh, overrated, you know just ridiculous short annoying quarterback in my opinion and, and then what'd you do then you then you took a shot at matt stafford which will get you a lot of yeah, praise stafford, that'll, just that'll get you but <laughs> okay that'll get your praise with half the audience and then you doubled back and now you say you love him even though you said he's not playing well and i did the stafford blast it's gonna help our draft pick you're all over the map with that take and then you threw out a random that jj mccarthy's gonna be good in three years he's gonna play for the Lions. so i just need to calm down wait three four five years maybe and then he'll be playing quarterback and then everything will be good was that your take was that your thoughts <laughs> It made sense if you just really think about it, and, <laughs> and then uh, and then pray, and then have a few drinks, and then think about it Bruh. again. Bruh. Yeah, we're spot on, baby. <laughs> oh, bro, he, he, here's what I'm gonna say again. I've been frustrated. I've been yelling a lot. I've been saying how bad they played because they did play bad and like you say part of my Detroit Kool-Aid optimism isn't to come on here and just ignore all the bad plays all the could have would have should have and be like oh we did amazing and you know but like there's still a lot to prove I guess like I'm just when if I was going to serve up Kool-Aid it's like I think in the next I'm not even going to say like the next couple weeks give it like the next four to six weeks I really need to see a lot more from Levi I need to see Aline McNeil create 
like disruption in the middle. Like I need to see him blowing up a quarterback here or there. I need to see him, you know, blowing up a run play for a tackle for loss. I need to see those kind of things. I need to see Jared Goff as a quarterback, you know, not say everything in the media and say, Oh, we're working hard. I love these guys. Like we're tough. We got to put it together. I need to see you put it together. I need to see you be tougher. I need to see these guys um, working harder, making plays on Sundays, whatever it may be. Those are the kind of things I'm going to be able to, you know, not only have that one pride about, but be like, hey, the last four to six weeks, like they've played a lot more um, smart. They played a lot more intense. You know, they've been um, in there from quarters one to four, kind of like I saw in the Baltimore game. And, I think they can do that. I really do. I think it's going to be tough with some of this young talent having to play right now and not having these vets. So I think, like, let's say in three weeks, if they were able to get Deshaun Hand, um, Taylor Decker, Trey Flowers, um, you know, and and the rookies come along, that then you would see a more competitive team where it's like, hey, some of our big dog vets that have already showed they can play are out there doing their thing as well as the young pups. I think that's what we have to see. So, again, I hate to preach patience after I went off the whole show about not wanting to be patient, but I'm not wanting to be patient for, like, multiple years, even though, like, I know there's a plan in place. I just want to say, like, next four to six weeks, like, let's see if everything comes together more when some of these guys get back and the young dogs start playing a bit better, as well as maybe Jared Goff gets in the groove. Maybe he really starts knowing these receivers. We see things from Trinity Benson or Cephas, you know, comes along, and we really can say, wow, for three weeks, four weeks now, he's produced. That's what I need to see from some of these guys, not like, oh, he had a good week, and then next week he's nowhere, you know? Oh, yeah, bro. Like, listen, everything you said, I think, is spot on. I'll simply, you know, say – I just need to also see the maintain intensity from the players. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to keep that intensity during losing. Um, yeah, obviously uh, we've got to also see a lot of uh, plays cleaned up and we can't see any more boneheaded mistakes, but Dan Campbell, I mean, being aggressive is one thing, but um, you know, a few small things this year are going to be going to be huge for the future. Yeah. I still love Dan Campbell. You know what I mean? I, I love some of the, every time you see him, he seems very adaptable. Like he's willing to listen to his coaches. He's willing to hear the players. He's willing to be aggressive. I just haven't seen that tactfulness of being able to like, Hey, I'm going to pull off here because the numbers, you know, are going to help us or we need points or we need this, you know, it's just when I see some of that from him, as well as, you know, we just need, it's, it's just you take anybody's top five, six players on both sides of the football off the field. I mean, it's going to be hard to win games. So I feel like he is playing with a short deck, but I, I love him as a coach. I, I love that he's featuring Swift in the pass game. I mean, I think there's a lot more traction there and in different areas, but like you, like you said, man, four quarters. I, I, I don't need to see you come out and play great in quarter one against the Vikings and then get run off the field for three quarters. I don't need to see you sleep through the first half and then play amazing down the back stretch. You know, um, get, give us a, some more quality games. And I just don't know how they're going to compensate. Again, people are going to be like, oh, injuries. You're always making injury excuses. Like, how are you going to make up for that until, like I said, until Trey and Deck and those guys come back? I mean, you, you don't have left right. tackles and, and defensive rush players just hanging off trees. Exactly. So that's where I think the patience, like root on your team, like we want better. I've, you know, given you all the frustrations, but the Kool-Aid is wait till those guys get back. 
you know, try to put up a game against Cincy, you know, try to get some of these other teams and, and hang tight. You know, maybe you'll have a better game in Pittsburgh. Like maybe when Chicago comes back here for Turkey Day, you're rolling at that point a little bit better than, than you obviously were this past week. So I don't know, man. Sir, like people need to continue to always drink it in. I apologize for the frustration. Drink it in, let's, let's give him a double side of cornbread, Stefan, on the way out. Cornbread! Cornbread! Now, I, I'd say promote your stuff, but you're nowhere on Twitter anymore. I'm, I'm just happy to get you for maybe 30 to 45 minutes here to do the show once a month or whenever you decide to show up. Um, but it, it's been fun, bro. I mean, you, you, you were kind of positive. You pretty much agree with everything I say. So I thought it was a good show. You know, hey, listen, I listen to the experts. I learned a lesson. Uh, it's, just, it's your show. I, uh, you're a smarter man than me. I realize that now. <laughs> yeah, man, why did it take you so long? But I mean, where, where, where's your head at? You heading to the next? You, you know, you, you packing up your umbros? You got you got a match on the pitch coming up, or, or what? Do you, what do you got going these days? You know, it, it's it's uh, it's pretty simple, man. You know, I, I go to work, hang out with <laughs> girlfriend. I, I watch the you know Michigan on Saturdays, and I look forward to seeing what uh, what excitement the Lions may or may not bring me on Sunday. Man. Listen, we'll uh, we'll get this thing turned around. You know, again, we got some some uh, some things to build off of. Some injuries to come back. Put a few games together with the full squad. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to sitting down and enjoying a few more games with a you know a little bit deeper roster. Oh, we got to get it together, and and I guess this might only half our people might like it, but I mean. How about those Wolverines? I mean, undefeated, smacked the taste out of Wisconsin's mouth. I mean, I'm eyeing up the green and white as well as that team down south that I shall not speak of. I mean, everybody knows what I think about them here on the show. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. (laughs) Exactly. Know where Akuda came from, man. Listen, it is what it is. (laughs) So, I mean, let's let's just say go blue, bro. <laughs> go blue and, and go Han- blue and the maize and blue baby exactly honolulu blue as well so everybody thank you so much for listening stefan always fun talking football man really appreciate you coming on it was fun guys see you around Everybody, that's all we got for the Detroit Kool-Aid cast here on a Wednesday. Check me Friday where it's me versus Chops, a.k.a. You know what his name is. He's coming in. He's got some strong takes. There's going to be definite fights on that show. We'll be talking Lions, getting you ready for Lions, Vikings in Minnesota. I think that's how the horn goes. I don't know. We're not going to hear that horn at all because it's going to be all lions all day, every day. We're going to find a way to get a dub ski and drink more of that Detroit Kool-Aid. So everybody, have a great day. We'll catch you Friday right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Okay, everybody. We're out. Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man.